Welcome to episode 13 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as always is Woody V. Woody, how's it going, my brother? Awesome, Robbie. Got my brand new Throwback Hoops mug, enjoying a coffee out of it. Good it to... looks good, doesn't it? Absolutely, man. Uh, good, to, good to be here with you. Uh, great to be here. Um, just to sort of confirm, um, we've got a bit of a special sort of what I'm calling a holiday sort of episode today. But before we get into that, just a reminder where to find us. Um, please like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And of course, the podcast is available, you know, where all these where all podcasts are available. Please make sure you hit subscribe there. So yeah, as I mentioned, a bit of a special sort of episode. We've obviously sort of done this between the holidays. Um, just wanted to sort of make sure we were still sort of coming out with some content, even though it's not quite a regular episode. But um, um, look, of course, Woods, it wouldn't be an episode of Throwback Hoops, right, without us showcasing our jerseys. So, oh, yeah, why, no. don't you, um, why don't you tell us who you're rocking today, man? Yeah, well, i got a Kurt Rambis Lakers jersey. Why don't you tell the it's audience a little bit Rambis, about it? So, yeah, Woody's standing up wearing the, the old school yellow number 31 Kurt Rambis jersey. So, for the big fans of the show, it did make a, a slight appearance in a couple of episodes ago on the podcast with Liam Santa Maria, but... Yeah, Woody, I know you're a big fan of, uh, of Mr. Rambis there. What do, you, uh, what do you want to tell us about him? Yeah, well, you just mentioned we did pull this card a few weeks back when Santa was on the show. So With a Phoenix Suns one, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, I think, 91, 92 pack we had that week, right? Yeah, B- yeah. Before he was a Phoenix Suns, he was a Laker. And when you talk about the Showtime Lakers, you think of Magic and Kareem. Um, however, Kurt Rambis's name doesn't get mentioned too much, Robbie. But he was one of LA's favorite sons during that time period because of how hard he played. Yeah. Now, we've all seen that footage from the 84 playoffs when he went up for a layup and he was uh, clotheslined by, by Kevin McHale, causing him to hit the deck. And he got up and he was ready to fight, you know. <laughs> He had that thick moustache and, and thick glasses. Hey, what, what do you reckon a player in today's era would do if they clothes on like that? They'd probably lay on the floor for about 20 minutes, right? Uh, absolutely. You wouldn't get away with that in today's no, game, would you? Right? Um, suspension, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, as I was saying, he didn't, he didn't look like he belonged on a basketball court, but he ended up winning four NBA championships, um, 1982, 85, 87, and 88. And he was a big part of that Lakers championship run in the 80s, Robbie. So, yeah. Great no, jersey. It I is got the a Lakers very nice on that one. It's Lakers the It's the yeah. old Lakers day. I yeah. like it, mate. I like it. So, all right. So, look, I'll tell you, talk you through mine. So, I'm doing the old double sort of player thing today. So, you probably see the the white jersey hanging in the background there. We've got a an old school Steve Francis Houston Rockets jersey. So, obviously, those those will remember Steve Francis or Stevie Franchise as he was known. So, look, I'll just show you the one that I'm wearing as well, and I'll just tell you a little bit about uh, Mr. Stevie Franchise. So, for those who who can't see Robbie's got an early 2000s Houston Rockets Steve Francis number three jersey great jersey Robbie you got there looking good right looking great so these are these are both old school uh, Nike jerseys there from the early noughties there so I think we were, were sort of saying offline we haven't really showcased many of our Nike jerseys yet these old Nike ones are some of my favorite jerseys actually they're the stitch ones so they're a little yep. bit uh, thicker but very good quality and they still sort of seem to hold up and look pretty good over time. I think they're a lot better quality than some of those, you know, Reebok and some of those other ones from around that era. So I guess just a, a little bit of information on, on Steve Francis, Stevie Franchise there. So um, very sort of interesting history with this guy there, Woods. So yep. um, look, those will sort of remember, he played nine seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Maryland at pick two in the 99 draft. 
you probably probably remember there, Woods. He was actually drafted by the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, he chucked a bit of a hiss, hissy fit, didn't he? He decided he didn't. he didn't want to go there. He didn't think the food would be good. He didn't want to pay, you know, get paid in Canadian dollars, and he didn't want to be far from his family, even though it was quite a quite a sort of close uh, flight away there. So he ended up sort of playing hardball, and eventually was traded to Houston before the season started. Pretty crazy trade, actually. It was an eleven-player, three-team trade. So, as I said, he ended up in Houston. And, and, look, that was where he had his best best sort of years with Houston. He was actually a three-time All-Star in 2002, 3, and 4. Um, in his first season, he was a co-rookie of the year in 2000. Do you know who was co-rookie of the year with Woods? You know, Elton Brand. Spot. Oh, Elton well Brand. Yep. Elton Brand, yep, very good. Um, and, look, it's actually interesting. Sort of um, Francis had some really good years under coach Rudy T with the Rockets. But when um, Jeff Van Gundy come on, came on board, the two just didn't really seem to gel there and that kind of seemed to you know sort of be the end of, of Francis's Houston career there so he was actually traded to Orlando after that a pretty big trade as well he was traded for T-Mac and Jawan Howard so that kind of shows how highly regarded Stevie Francis was at that time obviously you know we know how good T-Mac was around that time and he ended up being pretty good with the Rockets as well so look after that he had some stops at Orlando and New York yep. um, before he, he basically left the league in 2008 um, it was interesting he actually got traded to Memphis Grizzlies, where he was drafted in his last season, uh, but he was waived and then was out of the league. So I guess sort of the story that's probably followed um, Francis after that, you know, he has had a number of legal issues and some personal sort of problems. Um, look, being a fan of him like myself, it was quite sort of, it's been quite sad to see that from afar. Um, look, he is someone that's quite well documented, Woods, that he had quite a rough upbringing um, yep. growing up in Maryland. Um, but look, I just sort of love the way he played. I loved his flashiness, um, loved his dunks. He was just an amazing dunker. He was second in, a, in an NBA dunk comp at one stage. Um, yeah, so probably, I guess, you know, love, would have loved to see him have a longer career there, but certainly enjoyed the time he was there. Well, uh, he did develop a great friendship and bond with Yao Ming during his time there at Houston, and that was really good to see. I enjoyed the, that duo, right? So That's right. It's interesting, mate, as well, because for all the stuff you hear from him sort of off court and everything like that, he was sort of renowned as being sort of quite a good teammate when he actually reported to, to the actual France, fran uh, franchise there. Right. So, yeah. um, And of course, Woods, you know I'm going to have a bobblehead for, for a player I like so much, of right? Course. So. Look at this bad boy. We've got a 2001-2002 Houston Rockets Steve Francis bobblehead. It's a pretty crisp-looking one. This one isn't. I quite brilliant. like that. Brilliant. He's enjoying, he's enjoying being on the show too. So, all right. So that's a bit of a trip down memory lane and a bit of bit of stuff about Stevie Francis our franchise there. So, nice, all right, right, good stuff. So, all right. Look, as I mentioned at the start, Woods, we've got a bit of a special episode today. So we've had quite a lot of um, you know viewer questions and viewer sort of um, viewers that have sort of contacted us over these last few weeks and sort of hit us up with some questions they like answered. Just wanted to thank everyone that's done that. There, obviously, we we're not going to be able to sort of answer everyone's questions there. We'll try and sort of get to some of those in time. But what we've done, I guess, today, Woods, is we've just sort of picked a few questions which we thought were you know quite sort of you know interesting sort of questions that we'll be able to sort of answer for, for the viewers there so look i'll start off and, and sort of get into question one right so okay okay so question one um all right this one reads hi guys hope all is well who do you think is the best point guard of all time in the nbl and nba and also who is the best center of all time in the nbl and nba and that question comes from boston from brisbane so, Woods, do you want to maybe answer that one for us first? 
Boston, I will answer that question for you. But before I do that, I must say, Boston is a huge follower of me on my TikTok channel, Ravi, right? Nice, and nice. Boston uh, saw a, a video I put up on TikTok some six months back of me wearing this very Kurt Rambis jersey. <laughs> He's like, I love that jersey, Woody. Make sure you wear it on the show one day. So, Boston, I'm wearing this jersey for you on the show today because I knew you sent the question in. So, thanks thanks for sending it in, Boston. But let me get to your question, okay? So, my favorite NBL point guard of all... Not my favorite, sorry, Robbie. That was a, that was a previous That's show. That's right. We're used to our favorite parts. This is the best, right? Who do you think is the best? I think the best NBL point guard of all time is DMAT, Daryl McDonald, right? Um, and with my center, I'm going to go with Mark Bradkey. Robbie? Decent. All right. So, look, I'm going to actually do something that I probably rarely do, Woods. I'm actually going to agree with one of you on those. So I'm going to agree with Mark Bradkey. Um, look, I did a bit of research into this last night and probably thought, it, you know, there might be a few choices. But when you look at uh, Bradkey's resume there, Woods, you know, three-time champ, former MVP of the league, a 10-time All-NBL first team, 10 yep. times. So I'm pretty happy having Brackey as the centre on my list. Look, you know, I would have loved to have been a homer for the Wildcat, Wildcats and have James Crawford there, but there's no denying Mark Brackey's sort of resume there, right? Honourable mention for the Alabama Slammer, though, for sure. Of course, of course. Um, and look, with my point guard, it's not going to be a surprise. I actually don't think this is too much of a homer call as well, but I'm going to say Ricky Gross. Yeah. Um, four-time champ, two-time finals MVP, four-time All-NBL first team during his 15-year career. So... Ricky Gross for me. Um, definitely D-Mac would sort of be in my honourable mentions list. Um, yep. Along with Phil Smythe. He's probably someone that gets forgotten a little bit about as well. Totally, um, totally. Yeah. yeah, that would sort of be my sort of list there. And and what about in turn with the NBA? Who Who's your sort of call for the best ever point guard and the best centre in the NBA? Who do, you, who do you got for us there? Well, we pulled this guy's card twice on the show with Liam. Magic Irvin Johnson I've got as, as my greatest point guard uh, in NBA history. Um, and then I got Hakeem Olajuwon as my center. I know there's a lot of others that could have yeah. could have done that, but you know these two guys at, at their respective positions just revolutionized the game. So I'm going to go with Magic Irvin Johnson and Hakeem Olajuwon. Honorable just... men- sorry, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. No, you go. Honorable mention to my favorite center of all time, who's also probably in that top ten list, Patrick Ewing. I just love Patrick Ewing. Out of all those great centers that came out in the '90s, Patrick Ewing was my favorite. But I give it to Kim one being the, being the best. Yeah, nice. And I don't know about you, Woods. I found the top ten center quite hard, right? At the top, top. Yeah, sorry, the top point guard. I sort of nailed that down to about two or three and picked one. But the center list. I mean, look. Obviously, for us, we're probably not going to go back too far in terms of people like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. But for myself, I actually yep. have gone back probably just a little bit um, far, sort of around those guys. I'm going to say the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, nice. Um, so, look, I mean, Kareem's resume, when you sort of do look at his resume, no one else really stacks up, to be honest. And, look, I really think he's someone in general that's kind of been a little bit forgotten about in that sort of GOAT conversation there. I mean, without sort of going too much into it. Um, this is Absolutely. some of Kareem's accolades there, Wood. So he's got the most ever MVPs in the, in the association with six. Yep. He dominated the game at every level from high school to college to the pros. Went on to win six titles, two finals MVPs. And 19 All-Star Games Woods, 19. Um, And also 15-time All-NBA and 11-time All-Defensive player. So we're talking about a player that did it at each end there. So Kareem, for me, um, I actually think he gets a little bit slept on, maybe just from the way that he kind of looked at the end of his career, right? And you can maybe say the same for Phil Smythe, who we mentioned in the NBL. He was someone that people saw. He he looked a bit, you know, goofy with his, you know, his bald head and his, you know, funny goggles and that skyhook and everything he had. But the guy was just absolutely 
unstoppable there. So, look, honourable mentions to myself, definitely Akeem. That's a great sort of great choice from you. He's an absolute legend. Thanks, Robert. Also, also Shaq as well. So yeah. they would sort of, you know, you know be on that sort of honourable sort of mentions list for me as well. So... All right, so Woods, I better sort of just say sort of who I think is that sort of best point guard in NBA history. Um, might be a little bit of a hot take, but look, I think he's put himself into this category now. And I'm going to say Steph Curry. Um, look, probably even two years ago, maybe I might not have sort of you know, been as high, but just what Curry has managed to do there. Obviously, we know his accolades. He's a two-time NBA MVP and a three-time champ. Look, the way he's playing this year, I'd say he's probably the favourite to get that third MVP, and that would certainly elevate him up that sort of ranks there. Magic Johnson's got three MVPs, so it would level with him. It would also separate him from Steve Nash, who also won two. So, yeah, I'm going to say Steph Curry for the, for the, for the best ever point guard for me. All right, now that was fun doing that one, Woods. It's, like we said, it's a bit different. A lot of times we do our favourite type of list, but this time we had to sort of, you know, um, I guess do it more with our with our head and not our heart and sort of select those players there. Yep, so definitely. All right, good stuff. So this uh, question two that's coming up, this is quite a different question, but I, I do like this one and I like the, the way this has been asked there. So question two, fellas, really enjoying the podcast. Great job. Thank you. One of the saddest stories in the NBA I've ever heard is the one about Javaris Crittenden from NBA player to convicted felon. Do you guys have any inside scoops on what really happened? Where is he now? And do you think that incident also changed how Gilbert Arenas' career ended? Um, that question there is from Eric Q from Sydney. So firstly, a big shout out to Eric Q for that question there. And look, Woods, I know you you know a bit about this story, mate. So why don't you sort of start us off with, with answering this one? Yeah, just be a bit patient with me because there's a lot for me to cover in this, always, in this mate, particular um, very great question, Eric, and it's, it's a sad and, and at the same time interesting story. So before I speak on this, Eric, let's start off by saying that growing up, Javaris, despite being a model student with good values, um, it was widely reported that the constant pull of the streets drew him in, right? And, and fighting against, you know, the, the new millionaire lifestyle brought on by a professional basketball career, this pull of the streets continued once he entered the NBA. Uh, and Eric Crittenton reportedly joined uh, the LA Crips gang after signing with the Los Angeles Lakers in his rookie season. Um, and in 2009, things just went to another level with Javaris and Gilbert Arenas. Uh, they were teammates on the Washington Wizards, as, uh, as you, you may know. Um, and it started with a game of Bure, you know, a card game that is played on flights between all NBA players. It's, it's a well-known thing that NBA players like to play Bure, Robbie, right? Mm -hmm. yep, um, yep. And there was an incident where, when uh, uh, Gilbert said, I was like, Javaris, I will burn your car while you're in it, then we'll find an extinguisher to help your ass out, Arena said. And he says, well, Crittenden then replied to him, well, I'll just shoot you then. I said, man, I'll bring you the guns to shoot me. So Arena's then brought four unloaded guns to the, to the Wizards locker room two days later as a joke. And, and Gilbert Arena said, it was about me calling his bluff. You're saying you're going to shoot me? Fine, I'll bring you the guns to do it. Crittenden then pulled out a loaded gun and pointed at Arena's. Scaring the other players in the locker room. The rest of the team just ran and left Arenas and Crittenden alone in the locker room. Crazy. In an NBA locker room, Robbie. Absolutely right? really crazy, isn't it? And then two days later, Crittenden and Arenas were suspended for the rest of the season by NBA commissioner David Stern. Crittenden would, ne would never see the NBA court again. He was released by the Wizards following the suspension. While, as you know, uh, Robbie Arenas had short stints with the Orlando, Orlando Magic and the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. uh, after the Indian incident, his career ended and he was out of the league by 30. So to answer your question, Eric, on, on Gilbert Arenas, that incident changed uh, Arenas' life and career forever. He would never be the same again. 
And only a few days after, a few few years after this happened, he was done. Yeah. Um, and as far as Crittenden, he fell deep into that gang life, which he commenced, as mentioned earlier, in L.A. Um, and there was an incident where he was robbed at gunpoint by a rival. And he wanted to retaliate, right? And Crittenden shot and killed Julianne Jones, a mother of four children, in a drive-by shooting while she was outside of her home on August 19, 2011. The, the target of his shooting was in the vicinity, and the bullet that killed Jones was not actually intended for her. It is a travesty that this happened to an innocent bystander and a mother, yeah. and, and Javaris is now serving a 23-year sentence after pleading guilty to manslaughter, Eric, and, and rightfully so. So when you ask where is he now, he's in jail, Eric. He's going to be there for quite a while as well, I think, isn't he, Woods? Um, yes. Yeah, no, that was really interesting, giving a bit of background there. Look, I guess for me, I mean, probably the things I remember about Javaris Crittenden, um, look, obviously he was an Atlanta native, and obviously, you know, I'm someone that's always sort of followed that Atlanta sports scene there. So I was certainly aware of him sort of coming through um, high school. He was really good friends and, and teammates with Dwight, Dwight Howard, Howard there. Yep. yep, and of course my boy Josh Smith. Yep. Um, and so, look, it was sort of interesting. Um, I actually found this quote that um, sort of, I think, sort of a former, a college coach said and they basically said um so the, the actual quote said friends educators former coaches and teammates almost uniformly describe crittenden as intelligent thoughtful generous and well-mannered his college coach recalls him as a neat freak his high school principal remembers him as a bright student with a 3.5 grade point average and a passion for science projects so i mean how did it all go so wrong that suddenly someone would make their dream of getting drafted into the league go and join the Crips gang. I mean, it's, it seems to me, like you said, Woody, he was sort of getting swept into that sort of street life there. From a young age. From exactly, a young age. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, pretty sort of sad to sort of see that. The other thing I remember about him, and this is a, a little bit sort of more on the court, but you'll probably remember Woods, he was involved in the Gasol brothers trade between yep, the Lakers absolutely. and the Grizz in the yep. 2008 there. So a lot of people will remember that, you know, the Gasol brothers sort of swapped in that trade there and everyone thought the Lakers, you know, had an absolute steal there getting Pau Gasol. But I think as that sort of uh, their career went on a bit more. It became a bit more of an even trade, didn't it, with Marcus Gasol, yep. you know, losing all those all those kilos and sort of turning into a good player there. So, yeah, really interesting question from Eric there. And it's obviously a sad story, isn't it? But it's Very one sad. that was, you know, it's good to sort of tell and we can just, you know, maybe sort of educate a few people that weren't sort of, you know, familiar with the whole story there. So, no, that's a good one there. So, all right, Woods, we're going to get on to question three there. So a little bit of a, a different sort of theme on this one. But, okay, so question three re reads, hi, Woody and Rob. Why doesn't Daryl Morey trade Ben Simmons for DeJounte Murray? Murray is a baller and has been balling out this year. Defensive stopper, pass first point guard, plus he can somewhat shoot the three ball. He is a triple-double threat and does not get any love since he is a spur. We've seen what DeRozan can do for the Bulls. Let's get Murray to the Sixers. And that question is from Arun from Sydney. So Arun, thanks very much for the for the question there, mate. We know you're a, a big sort of supporter of the show. And we appreciate your support there. So all right, what I might do, Woody, I might sort of, I guess, take us away with this sure. one. Um, look, as I said, good question. I, I certainly think it would be a reasonable trade. Um, it's no doubt, as, as you said, Murray has been great this year. Um, I don't know. For me personally, I just sort of get that impression that Daryl Morey is determined to get a star in return. And as much as Murray sort of is, you know, I would consider him a young star. I just don't think he's sort of that player personally that maybe Morey wants to get back. So I think he's looking for, you know, someone, maybe a bit of a, a bigger name player there as much as anything that he can sort of get back in a package there. So look, we'll obviously see what happens with that. The longer this Ben Simmons saga goes on, I mean, who knows? They might just need to trade him for anything at the end of the day, but that's probably sort of my thoughts there anyway. What about yourself, Edwards? Yeah. Thanks, Robbie. Well, I don't think he's going to get that, um, 
big big name player that he wants, Mori. Uh, but you know how much I love Dejounte Murray, and the yeah. Spurs have invested so much time to develop him over the years. Um, and he's on my all-star team this year, you know, Robbie. Um, 17.7 points per game, 8.4 assists, 8.3 rebounds, mm-hmm. uh, two steals per game, and nearly 35% from the from the three-point line. So, as you said, Arun, um, he, he's a, a triple threat, as you said, and he can somewhat shoot the, the three. Um, and, and no chance I'm giving him up for Simmons at all, mm. you know? Uh, he's, I, he's definitely an up-and-coming star, isn't he? You can yeah, certainly say no that. Chance. He's sort of got a little bit more ups, uh, you know, upside there, whereas Simmons, I mean... I don't know. Do you sort of want to trade for someone like that? I mean, obviously the thing with Simmons, he's, you know, he's a multiple all-star that's got a lot of skills, but I just wonder how this last year is going to affect him sort of mentally and yeah. a few other things like that. Um, did you also hear the news as well, Wood? So people are sort of saying, oh, let's just trade Simmons or something else like that. There's quite a few rumours going out that Simmons is, is actually gone the, the Kyrie path and he actually hasn't been vaccinated as well. So yeah, I read wouldn't that, that be yeah. interesting if he actually does get traded to someone and then basically with whatever rules these states have in place, he's still not going to be allowed to play for that team like we're seeing with Kyrie. So yeah. it might not just be as easy as trading him there. I think they'd probably want to want to work out whether he's had the old jab before they go ahead and, yeah. and push the, the trade button there, right? Well, yeah, that, that's another spanner that's been thrown in the works. But you know Murray's one of my favourite players in the world, so maybe I'm a bit biased and uh, in yeah, that true. sense. But um, I think a guy like Brogdon for Simmons may be the best situation, you know, uh, it's you know, been like, mentioned, but I think they've right. they've re-signed Brogdon, didn't they? The yeah. places to that sort of contract, so he's probably the, the one player on that team they might not trade. But either way, Woods, I'm sure Ben Simmons yeah. is working really hard in the gym right now, right? He's, he's he's working on his jump shot every day and working on all those things of his game that he needs to improve, right? He, he's absolutely doing that, isn't he? Well, he's going to post videos of him doing it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> the ten minutes a week he does it, he'll post a video, right? That's a good one there. So yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll sort of watch this space, I guess, to see what sort of happens, you know, with Ben Simmons. I, I don't think Spurs are going to be sort of actively actively shopping Murray there but who knows I mean if something comes up that they're in a position to make that trade then then maybe yeah, they go ahead just and just do one it. more thing Robbie yeah, on that yeah. the Spurs are known for developing from within right they draft mm-hmm. a player they invest time in that player and let that player thrive in, in in their system we've seen it over and over again and they're not going to let go of Dejounte Murray after you know as I said earlier putting all that time to get him to be the player he is now well, right plus so, there's a big thing with chemistry on that team right yeah. and we know what the Spurs are like so they do they want to bring in someone that could be such a distraction there as opposed to a young sort Definitely. of coming good teammate not going to happen i think but anyway we'll try and find a trade for simmons eventually i just don't think it's going to be to the spurs so all right that's a good question there everyone we appreciate that one so look it kind of brings us to our last question was this kind of a fun one it's a a two-part question we got this one here so i'll just read that question out so hi guys thanks so much for the weekly content that you guys bring i have a two-part question Firstly, it is clear that you both have simply epic jersey collections, so thank you. I appreciate that. Um, However, I was wondering if you have any jerseys that you would love but have been unable to find. Uh, And then the second part for that question is, what is your favourite basketball movie of all time? Great question. Uh, Keep it up. Heath from Tassie. So, Heath, love those questions, mate. Um, they're, they're definitely right up our alley there. So, look, maybe I'll sort of start, I guess, Woods, with the, the jersey sort of part there. So, look, as you know, massive jersey freaks like us. I mean, I've got certain lists around the place and there's been certain jerseys that I'm always sort of hunting for and haven't been able to find. Quick little story before I give you my, my jerseys there, Woods. So, you'll remember I was a big fan of Lionel Simmons, the L train, right, from the Sacramento Kings that you know, played in the 90s. That jersey for about mm, at least 10 years was my white whale, right? I was looking for that jersey all the time. And I even remember being on holiday in, uh, in Thailand one time where I woke up 
three in the morning or something like that because there was an auction that was ending in America at the time for a Lionel Simmons jersey. I missed out on it, went back to bed, and I was in a real bad mood, right? It took another three years after that time before I finally managed to track one down. And, of course, as soon as I tracked that one down, I bought it straight away. Um, I massively paid over the odds for it, but, hey, what does that matter, right? That's one I wanted to get in my collection. So that's a little bit of story of one that I always wanted that I eventually got. Look, in terms of the ones that I'm sort of constantly on the hunt for, in terms of NBL, and I've probably mentioned a couple of these guys on previous episodes, but Andrew Parkinson from the Southeast Melbourne Magic, he's the main one I'm sort of looking for there. So that's my that's probably my white whale jersey at the moment, Woods. I want to get an Andrew Parkinson, um, you know, number 14 Southeast Melbourne jersey. Um, also, I'd be pretty keen to get a Dave Colbert Melbourne Tigers jersey. Yep. And you know how much I love this guy, Woods? Eric Watterson from the Perth Wildcats. So probably even like he had on his jersey back in the day with Watto instead of Watterson. So they'd be the ones that sort of stand out in the NBL. Why don't you give me your NBL ones, Woods, and then maybe we'll do our NBA ones after that. Yeah, of course. Um, so for NBL, Andre Lafleur, Gold Coast Rollers jersey. You know, that's nice. that's the one that I want. Um, Number 35. Yeah, I, I would love to get one. Just to get that green Rollers jersey. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever find one. Maybe, you know, our friend who does those replicas will come back on in the next year or two. And, yep. you know, he's, he's disappeared for a while and we can get one made up. Uh, a Parkinson one <laughs> and a mm-hmm. uh, and a Lafleur one. But, uh, yeah. Hey, what I'll, about I'll, a Calvin I'll... Telford? We'll get one of them made oh, up as hell well. Yeah. Hell nice. yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, all right. I like that one. So, look, in terms of the NBA one, I had a bit of a think about this as well. There's definitely one that stands out at the top of my list. I'm actually not even sure whether you've got this guy's jersey, Wood, so you can correct me. But the main jersey I'm looking for at the moment would be an old-school NBA champion, Robert Pac-Man Pack jersey. So Robert Pack, um, from around that time that he played with the Denver Nuggets or perhaps even the Washington Wizards. But, yeah, Robert Pack, for those who remember him, he was a pretty short point guard that just jumped out of the gym. Love the way that guy played back in the day. So he's one of those ones I've got saved searches in eBay and all these other sort of things. Nothing ever comes up. So it's a very random one. Now, do you have his jersey? No, I've got one? the Muhammad Abdul Rauf one in that same okay, variety, that same man. Sort of and I've, been, era, right? I've seen that Robert Pack one online. Ooh, and I've seen man. a Nets one. I've seen a Nets Robert yep, Pack online yep. a couple of times with the Nuggets one. Um, I've got the Mahmoud Abdul Rauf in the champion of that same variety. Yeah. If yeah, you ever yeah. see one, if you see a Robert Pack, just get me on the phone straight away. I'll just buy it for me and I'll just pay it yeah. back. You know, all good, right? All right. So Robert Pack would be the main one. Two other ones I sort of thought of as well. Um, you know, given obviously my love for the Hawks and my my ginormous Hawks collection there, an old school Doc Rivers Hawks jersey. Number 25 there. That would be one that I'd really like to get. I don't like my chances of getting one of those now because they weren't even really sort of selling that many jerseys, you know, to fans and the public and everything around that sort of era that Doc was playing, especially, you know, the only jerseys he might have been able to get back then would sort of been, you know, Larry Bird, Magic and and Jordan, I guess, for that sort of era there. So, and look, probably the last one, Woods, I know we like collecting our sort of, you know, Aussies that have played in the NBA. So I've always thought it'd be pretty cool to get a, you know, an Andrew Gay's jersey with either the Spurs or the Bullets there. So one of those Andrew Gay's jerseys as well. And I, I think you've probably mentioned a Nate Jawai one back in the day, right? You wouldn't mind getting a Minnesota or a Toronto Nate Jawai. But yeah, what have you got for your sort well, of NBA ones? You, you stole my thunder a little bit there because I was going to say Auss- Aussies in the NBA, I'd love to get a Minnesota Nate Jawai jersey. Nice. But the one that you know I've been looking for for years, just like you have been for Robert Pack, is a Kerry Kittles Nets jersey, man. You know, I, and you know I've got that same know. jersey, right, Woods? I know, I know. You know, I know, I know. know. I think it's a bit big, though. I might not fit you, but you I know. know. Hey, you wouldn't give it to me anyway, bro. You know, no, I do like that one. The number thirty, <laughs> Kerry Kittles yeah, Nets yeah. jersey. So, yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, I think you've actually pointed one out to me, and I just missed it a few years back. 
Um, it was would it only be a Nets jersey you'd want to get for him? Would yeah. he? Who else did he play for? Do you recall sort of? I mean, the net the Nets is that main sort of team I'm sort of picturing him with there. I, I know he sort of. You can check that while I sort of a bit of a bit of a talk there, but yeah, I know sort of Kerry Kittles was obviously with the Nets in that era. You know, Kenny Anderson, Derek Coleman, and everything else like that. So they had those great great jerseys back in the day. But yes, so yeah, we just went to the Clippers for one year after spending eight years at the Nets to the very end of his okay. career. Well, you have it has to be a Nets jersey then, right? You're not going to get yeah. a Clippers Kerry Kittles, so. I remember on the on those teams with Jason Kidd and uh, you know um, Kenyon Martin, etc. Yep, yep. That that team, you know. So yeah, so a little bit later than Aaron Aaron Williams on that team as well, right? Yep, yep. yep, yep. I like that one. All right, so that's kind of our our jerseys there. So look, love our fans and people that you know sort of support the show there. So if anyone knows about any of these or you've seen any of these where they might be available, hit us up, right? We'll pay top dollar, right, Woods? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Hit us up, please. All right, definitely. So, all right, as we mentioned, it was a two-part question there. So, look, obviously, Heath has asked, you know, Heath from Tassie's asked us what our favourite basketball-related movie is. So, Woods, you got maybe something you can put up on the screen for us there and we'll sort of talk through those. So, in fact, um, Woods, that's I know that's that's your sort of movie there. So, tell, tell the audience a little bit about what you've got up there. Rebound, The Legend of Earl Manigold. Now, people are using the word goat all the time these days just for fun, Robbie, right? Mm -hmm. But the original goat was Earl Manigold, okay? Uh, And this movie stars a young Don Cheadle as the goat alongside Eric LaSalle and Forrest Whitaker, my favorite actor of all time. It's a good cast, isn't it, back then? Yeah, and he plays Holcomb Rucker. Um, and for those who don't know, Rucker Park in New York is named after Holcomb Rucker. Mm-hmm. I'll just give you a, a fun fact. You, you spoke about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, earlier in the show and, and how he, he was, in your opinion, the best center of all time. Right, Robbie? Yeah. And the movie starts with an actual real-life interview with Kareem being uh, in the locker room, being asked a few questions after his final game playing for the Lakers. And one of the reporters says, look, Kareem, you've played against a lot of players in your life. You know, you've, you've gone up against... Will, you've gone up against this person, that person. If you were, if you were to actually nominate one player, and you can only name one name, right? And who mm. would the greatest player you've ever played against be? And Kareem said, only one. And then, and, and the reporter's like, only one name, Kareem. He says, well, that would have to be the goat. And the movie then starts with a yep. junkie walking down the streets and nearly getting hit by a car. That is the premise of how the movie starts. Okay, yep. and I'm going to leave it at that. And and for those of you who haven't seen it, you see it on the screen in front of you right now. Rebound, the legend of Earl, Earl Manigold. Get your hands on a copy. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a, a version on YouTube if you even want to watch it because it might be hard to find this day and age, right, Robbie? It's very hard to find. Woods. I mean, I actually sort of I watched this a couple of months ago myself, and it had been years since I watched it. Look, it's definitely one of those movies that hasn't sort of been you know remastered or put onto any sort of Blu-ray formats. There, it's pretty pretty old school looking it's pretty raw looking there but i agree it is a, a great sort of story that it sort of tells there so yeah I'd, I'd say there probably would be a lot of people listening to this right now woods that maybe haven't seen this i think Guaranteed. you know you think of those you know favorite you know basketball related movies and you know people are thinking you know white men can't jump and other things like that but yeah i think that's a that's a great one you've chosen there Woods. so definitely encourage anyone that hasn't seen that movie to check it out right Based on a true story as well. Makes it even better, yeah. right? And obviously Don Cheadle now, and people know sort of how big that guy is. He's in all the Marvel films and everything. But like yeah. what he said, this is a real young Don Cheadle in this movie. And he yeah. plays the part very well, I think. So. Brilliantly, brilliantly. Yeah. Good choice. And I should say as well, when we got this question, you know, we love doing our list there. So we sort of yep. spoke together. This may be something we sort of, you know, have for a future episode there where we try to put together our five favourite basketball movies or something like that. Try and see if we can get blue chips in that top five or something, right, Woods? But yeah, we'll see how we go there. 
So, yep. all right. Well, look, I might sort of just talk a little bit about my one there, Woods. Um, it's up on the screen now for people that are watching the video above the rim. Um, so, look, I love this movie back in the day. Just for me, it was a combination of sort of the music, um, the on-court action there. Obviously had a great cast there. Um, you know, and obviously people will remember that Tupac was in that movie as well. Um, rest in peace there. So, um, yeah, look, I think probably uh, probably a few more people would have seen, you know, above the rim, I yep. would have thought, than Rebound. Um, and obviously sort of Dwayne Martin is sort of the main guy that's in it. It always frustrated me a little bit because I always called him a former NBA player but he actually played as many minutes in the NBA as, as you and I did there, Woods. But yep. either way, he's, he's a good player. He's actually still sort of acting now. I recently saw him on a, a show called LA's Finest um, with my girl Jessica Alba on that. So he was um, he was acting on that show. So, yeah, above the rim for me there. And, look, as I said, we might sort of, you know, go back into this into a future episode and maybe try and break down like a top five or something like that, right, right Woods? Um, I'm not sure. Would you have Hoosiers in your top five or is that probably just going to miss out? Absolutely not, right? It hasn't dated very well, that movie, has it? Like, the, no. the tight shorts and the way those guys were dribbling the ball and everything hasn't hasn't dated very well over the years. So check this out. If you smell and it's smoke, it's just me and my homies getting blowed away. Who sings that song? I can't even picture it, even though you did such a great job of rapping it and singing it for me. Well, it's just a great soundtrack, above the rim soundtrack to go with the movie. It's B. Rizal, yeah. Blowed oh, Away. Yeah. And that... that that had pain on it as well. I've got to say, I always got stuck on the Tupac Pain song. Oh, you know? man. That was, that is a flyer soundtrack to it's go alongside that soundtrack. movie, man. So, yeah. And that's um, what I said. I loved it at the time, sort of the action. I know it was all filmed in Harlem, that movie there. And it just sort of looked really good with, you know, the action and obviously the sort of soundtrack that accompanied it there. So, yeah, no, that was that was fun. Sort of. in- interesting fact as well. Tupac mm. was serving uh, a sentence in jail when that movie was shot. And he was given a release so he could go and shoot the movie. Did you know that? Interesting special sort of privileges there for him, right? Yeah. Nah, that was good. He's obviously sort of you know having a, a lot of good movies with Juice and some of those other ones at the time, Poetic Justice and a few things like that. So yep. no, nah, that's a good one. Look, I really enjoyed that question. Just wanted to thank obviously the you know the people that sort of written in and, and asked those questions. And we had a lot of fun sort of you know sort of looking into our answers there and sort of coming up with some sort of replies there. So as I said, we did get a lot of questions that we weren't able to get to, but look, we'll certainly try and get to those in a future future episodes and keep them coming. Any questions you want to cover you know basketball related it could be like ones like here what you know what movie movie soundtrack you know jerseys players anything else like that just hit us up and we'll try and answer those so all right, good stuff. So, all right, Woods, we'll probably sort of start to wrap it up a little bit now. So, look, I just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, please make sure you know you subscribe and, and watch the videos on YouTube there. If you listen to our audio each week on the podcast, um, you know, the podcast can sort of be found, you know, anywhere where podcasts are available. We're not going to sort of read those all out, but I know you guys all know those by now. Um, in terms of where we can be sort of um, – We'll be, we'll be followed there. So, Woods, I'll take us through those those first yep. ones there. So, um, look, obviously, with the um, the Twitter handle there, we're at Throwbacks Hoops. Um, Instagram is throwback.hoops. And, of course, the email we've been getting a lot of these great questions to is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Now, Woods, why don't you give your TikTok details as well as sort of telling the audience a little bit about the Patreon as well? Yeah, so um, Woody underscore V83 is my TikTok channel. Um, and as I said earlier, um, you know, Boston actually found out about the show by, by, by uh, locating me on TikTok. So um, we'll showcase some of the jerseys and stuff that are worn on the show there. And it's a nice medium to, uh, you know, cater for some of the younger audience. All right, Patreon is www.patreon.com forward slash throwback hoops. If you like the podcast, please pledge your support to us. It helps us with, uh, you know, 
small costs that are associated with maintaining a show like this. Um, yep. It's not a must, but if you'd like to, we thank you very much. And we thank all our uh, Patreon members up to date as well. Yep, absolutely. Not well said, Woods. All right. Well, look, I just want to just sort of confirm we'll certainly be back, you know, early in the new year. We're going to sort of start our normal sort of weekly shows again then. Um, and we're going to start off with a bang. I sort of have teased this a few times. What have, what have I sort of given away so far, Woods? I think I said three-time Olympian and perhaps one of the greatest female basketball players ever or something like that anyway. I'll just kind of leave it there. But, um, yeah, looking forward to that first week of January to bring bring that one to us. Um, yeah, obviously just wanted to, to thank everyone Definitely. for our support. Also, a bit of a shout-out to sort of the, the guys behind the scenes that help us there. Would a massive shout out to Lala, who's our super producer, who, you know, without all the stuff he does each week, you know, Thanks, Lala. Wouldn't be possible. And also to JC for all the assistance he sort of provided us as well. So, Thanks, Jeremy. yeah, obviously wanted to wish a happy new year to, to you and yours from the Throwback Hoops um, show. And we can't wait to, to do it all again soon. Bring on 2022. Peace out, guys. Mm-hmm.